But say what you just said again. No. Say it. I don't want to. Virginia, what did she say? She said she's never listened to the podcast. What's up with that? <laughs> Virginia, you have listened to the podcast. I have. Longtime listener. We're geeking out right now. We'll get into that. Welcome to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, and today I have two class of 2025 members with me, current freshmen. Very excited to have you on the podcast. Carson and Virginia, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Alex. We're excited to be here. Thank you so much. Okay, so Virginia, talk about how you've listened to the show before, but share with the audience how you had to stop listening for a little bit. So I was listening to the show a lot before I was applying to vet school. I was really excited. It was getting me pumped. It was giving me great tips. Uh, but then I continued to listen after I'd already put in my application, and that was a mistake. I had to stop and take a break because it was just freaking me out to hear these tips about your application and to think, oh my gosh, I didn't do that. I'm not going to get in anywhere. No one likes me because I didn't <laughs> put this on my essay. So it was just a little too stressful. I had to take a break. I, I'm sure that's for a lot of listeners the same situation, and that's how it is for pre-vet students when I speak to big groups. Um, anyone who's in the current cycle is just sitting there cringing because they're like, oh no, I didn't do this. So just remember, folks, this is all best practice. There are, I'm sure there, like, this is a great example, Virginia. There are things that I said that you should do that you obviously didn't do because you heard on the podcast and you're sitting in the booth today. And I'm sitting here today. So everything worked out. No pressure at all, folks. Um, okay. So we always ask guests, hometown, where you did your undergrad and what was your major? Hey, this is Carson. I'm from Stewart, Florida, um, which is about three hours south of Gainesville. I went to undergrad at Barry College in North Georgia, and uh, my major was animal science with a chemistry minor. Uh, talk about Barry's like pre-vet program. It's a strong program. Oh, Barry's the best. <laughs> um, we have a bunch of animals on campus. We have dairy cattle, beef cattle, horses, uh, Katahdin sheep, and chickens. So all of our labs with animal science were able to go out play with all the animals. We got to do palpations. We got to work with foals and all the chickens and everything um, and get a really well-rounded experience. And I hope you logged that animal experience on your application. Oh, yeah, girl. Yes. So all the way. folks who have like animal science degrees at your institution, even if you don't, but if you have opportunities to put your hands on some animals, all of that animal experience counts. So make sure to include that on the animal experience. Virginia, you hail from, from the great white north. Yes, I do. I'm originally from Toronto, Ontario. Uh, but I've lived all over, so I, I like to think that I have a lot of hometowns. I did my undergrad at Western New Mexico University huh. in Silver City, New Mexico, and excited to now be here in Florida. And you lived in California. I lived in California. I've lived in Washington, South Carolina, British Columbia, um, Arizona. Wow, all the cool areas. Virginia, describe your current hairstyle right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. So my current hairstyle, I have a mohawk. Uh, it is usually blue and purple, but it's kind of faded out because I've had a lot of tests and I haven't had time to dye my hair again. Oh, God, so now that's it's kind cool. of this green and orange. <laughs> I think, you know, it's it's a fun hairdo. Um, sometimes students, when I meet with them before an interview, they're like very much, ooh, if they have like tattoos or piercings or colored hair. They don't really know if they should change that for the interview. But I would say in general, VetMed is very open to like self-expression. Um, so what I tell students is like, do whatever 
lets you sleep at night. If you walk out of that interview and you're like, "Ugh, I wonder if this affected my interview in any way, then maybe choose not to. But if you're like, I want to represent myself, then you should. What um, You had a Zoom interview. Your whole class did. I did have what a Zoom What was your interview. vibe hair-wise for that? Didn't have a mohawk at the time <laughs> for that reason. I okay. was worried this is a little too shocking. Yes. Uh, so I had hair that looked actually a lot like yours. Just like long and brown and beautiful. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so my two congregators are on today because they have non-traditional backgrounds, not necessarily a direct path to vet med, or they had interesting undergraduate experiences. So Carson, let's start with you. You have two big things I want to talk about today. College sports, MBA. Talk to us about it. Okay. So at Barry, I was recruited to play division three volleyball and I had a What's few- Barry's mascot? The Vikings. Go Vikings. Yes. Hook them. Um, <laughs> so- I had a few D1 offers all throughout high school, and then I found Barry after I tore my ACL in high school. Ugh. And What was that like for a volleyball player? It was very difficult because I was smack in the middle of my recruiting process, so I wasn't sure what it would do to my career. But I spoke with the um, head coach of the, at the time of Barry's volleyball team, and it was the, she was the most receptive, um, open, like very – empathetic woman um and she made me really feel kind of connected and understood yeah in that process and so she reminded me that you know accidents happen injuries happen and that it'd be totally fine and then some of the other schools were like oh we got to see kind of uh-huh. what comes out of that like what happens with academics and stuff and so having that experience with the Barry coach, I was like, mm, I'm going to pursue this more. Ooh, okay. That's a reminder to everyone. Empathy, making connections with humans. Yeah. Technically, we could consider Carson a client of the volleyball team. Yeah. So think about your clients in the veterinary school practices, showing that empathy. They're going to be like, I want to come back to this vet. Mm-hmm. Very true. And so I went to Barry for a visit. I really found that I liked the idea of Division Three over Division One, which this is just my preference because my main goal was to pursue academics and, in this case, animal science. And most Division Three schools um, allow you to pursue that education first with athletics second. And I'm not saying all D1 schools aren't like that, but the few D1 schools that I was talking to, they weren't super stoked that I wanted to pursue a hard medical degree um, and then go further with that because they wanted volleyball to be the focus. So for me, Division Three was an amazing little secret. So I earned my animal science degree while managing volleyball. We were traveling from August to November all around the country um, playing every single weekend. So I had to make up tests. I had to make up quizzes. I had to turn stuff in early. A lot of time management, a lot of leadership opportunities, and a lot of personal growth and development because my coach's philosophy was all about uh, getting to know yourself, doing introspective work, being a servant leader, more of a um, we mentality instead of me. And so that helped me really grow over the years. And then my senior year, I was able to have my full senior season in the fall of 2019. And then in March of 2020 was when COVID happened. So I lost the remainder of my senior year at Barry. I went home for spring break to South Florida and then never got to go back to Barry. Wow, um, that's tough. Until I decided to earn my master's in business administration fall of 2020 
to the summer of 2021, so a one-year MBA that Barry offers. And I decided not to apply to vet school um, my senior year of undergrad because I just wanted to beef up my resume a little bit and make my application a little bit more, um, I guess, exciting and enticing for vet schools because as a college athlete I wasn't able to work at any of the units um, the animal units at Barry just because for the dairy unit we'd have to be in the milking parlor at 4 a.m. I'd have class all day have practice in the afternoon and just that wasn't feasible Mm -hmm. Um, so I was able to take the year after I graduated and earn my MBA work with the large animals on campus I was a grad assistant with the animal science department um, you were getting an MBA, but you were a grad assistant in animal sciences. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. So I got to help with labs. I got to help the professors. I got to teach some of the students um, a few things. So even though I was learning all business things that whole year in my school courses, I was still reinforcing all those vet med um, practices and all of those like scientific things. And I also worked in the mornings at one of the local animal hospitals, West Rome Animal Clinic in Rome. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let's break down a little bit about the volleyball first. So I will say I've played volleyball with Carson and really does embody the we mentality. It's (laughs) nothing but just like empathy, encouragement. Like I don't, I mean, I do think you're competitive, but in a very nice way, like we want to win, but it's uh, like we're winning just by playing. Yeah. Um, So I love that your coach was able to do that. After your description of that D3 experience, I almost want all pre-vet students to go play D3 sports, (laughs) which I know is not an option for everyone. I always encourage intramural sports if you can, Mm -hmm. because you are getting that teamwork and that leadership and you're learning about yourself. And even if you're like, I'm not athletic, you can probably play something. But if you can't, then like go find something that will develop those skills. So I love that you got to do that. I'm glad that you got to do your MBA. Talk about why business is important in veterinary medicine. So even though we're going to be doctors and we're going to be handling animals, we're also going to be handling people, working with people, talking with them. And then also most of us want to go and own a practice. And most of us want to go be involved in business somehow. And so, like I said, even though we're helping animals and making them feel better and like protecting them and public health and all the things, it's still all very much involved in business. So as an employee or a practice owner, it's really beneficial to know the deeper things within business. And also, I've always been very interested in these things because my parents own a business. Um, In vet school, they teach you how to communicate with clients and with animals and all the people, and they teach you good business things, but they don't necessarily maybe teach you exactly how to run a practice or understand all those financial documents and everything. Um, So with me being interested in business in general and always doing science, it was very fun to learn all those business things. And I also think it kind of gives me a little bit of a better base um, in terms of owning a potential practice. Much better base. Yeah, in the future Absolutely. if I didn't have it. Absolutely. So if students who are interested in maybe opening your own practice someday or you just want to feel more comfortable, I do love that it was a one-year program, mm-hmm. so it didn't take too long. Something a little bit extra could boost your grades, makes you a little bit different, so that's a definite option. Virginia, come on down to the mic. Okay, now, Virginia, one thing that I know about you is you're a little bit closer to my age. How old are we today? Yes, I am. So today I am the lovely age of 32. I liked 32. How are you feeling? Actually, it was okay. How do you feel about it? 
I'm liking it. I will say that school is really dominating my 32nd year. Right, so, right, right. So that's going to be the big focus. Andrew's 33rd, 34th, and 34th. And 34th, <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, talk to me about how we got to vet school at a non-traditional age. I think right now the current average for your class is like 22, 21? Yeah. Yeah. A solid decade. A bit of a decade me. younger. So talk to us about how did we get here now and what this experience is like. Um, so I've actually kind of always been a non-traditional student when it comes to uh, to college. When I went to do my undergrad, I actually started doing that in high school. Um, I come from a low-income family, and my high school had a concurrent uh, student program where you could take college courses at the local university and get high school and college credit for them. Love. And the high school paid for it. Love. So it was fantastic, and I really abused that. I graduated <laughs> high school with 38 college credits. Wow, that's a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was determined, and uh, and that, that really helped um, financially. Let me get on a soapbox quickly. Mm -hmm. So students, you a lot of you in high school like to dual enroll, and then you jump into college with, like, your first year with junior credits, and then you rush and you try to get to vet school when you're 20. I much prefer Virginia's route, where she took advantage of – you know, being young and getting those credits, but like now in 30 year olds being here. So this does not mean hurry up and get there. Virginia is the opposite of that tale. Keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was very helpful for college. Um, I did my undergrad in biology. And so I was always a non-traditional student there. I was usually the youngest in my class. And it wasn't always a positive thing. The teachers didn't always like it. Sometimes they were a little hard on me because they thought it was like I was rushing it, like it was too soon for me mm -hmm, to be there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of struggled with that a little bit. Um, but at the time, I was interested in science. I was interested in marine biology. I was working at zoos and aquariums. When you were little? Well, no, no, no. Sorry. So after, after. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. I was like, when you're high school. No, wow. that was okay. confusing. Sorry. Okay. So <laughs> high got school. This. I worked at a video store. I love that Kids, for you. If you don't know what that is, that's before <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> oh, wait, and also we should say monsters. you love horror movies. I do. I really love horror movies. So like when you were working in the wait, so which video store? What did you work at? It wasn't a chain. It okay. was a locally owned video store. Which state was this in? Is this, this is in, in New Mexico? In New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm just I'm really painting this picture because it sounds so nostalgic for me. So you were in New Mexico working at a non-chain video store. Were you pushing horror movies on folks? Were they like coming in and you're 100%. like, stop? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you get a sense for the type of person and what they're looking for. You, you like kind you of have walk to read in, them. Can you, can you, do you know when you, like what kind of, if I walked into a video store, what movies would you push me towards? Just based on your look mm. and your voice and mm -hmm. what you're saying, I would suggest romantic I comedy. knew you were going to say that. That's I hate issue. that for I'm me. I'm so sorry. I'm I so hate sorry. that. At the very least, just like maybe the comedy section. You look like a person who likes to laugh. Yeah, that's fair. It comes okay. off as so basic. But all no, right. No, 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 not Keep at all. Going. No. Keep going. So you worked at the video store, and then you started working in zoos and aquariums. Yeah, started okay. working in zoos and aquariums. Um, was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. I still wasn't 100% certain. Did a lot of education type work. Did a lot of like animal husbandry Like client education? Work. Client education as well as uh, little kids. I had a job yes. working for a company called Mad Science where my job title was Mad Scientist. I cannot. <laughs> it was so much fun. You were a mad scientist. Okay. I was. Do you talk about how that, you know, teaching the little kiddos and doing all of that is important for veterinary medicine? I think being able to talk to people is important, people of all ages. When I worked at a vet clinic, a lot of times people would bring in their children as well as their animals. Sure. And sometimes the kids are asking hard questions. You know, they're they're pushing the cat toward you. Kids like, only ask hard questions, ask I hard find. Questions. They're like, what's wrong with Spot? They'll that, definitely. But also they'll say, like, what is blue? How do I answer well, that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Too. yeah. 
So you were doing client now. I don't want to jump ahead, but my understanding is you want to do aquatic animal health. I do because really I, I see all these pictures animals. of you with like turtles. Yep. Mm -hmm. And right now you have bone earrings. I do. What's up with that? Well, we're studying the vertebral column and the heart. Wow, in so on theme. Right now. So, so on I'm, theme. I'm trying to kind of stay on theme. Yeah. Wow, 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 love that. Okay. So then, how many years were we working in like zoos and aquariums? On and off for. Probably seven-ish years. Did that whole time you know you wanted to go to vet school? No, not at all. Oh, so interesting. 100% yeah, not at all. Oh, it was not on my radar. So actually, unfortunately, I got bad advice regarding vet school. Oh. I was working at a zoo as a zookeeper, and I was working with the goats, and we had some older goats that were sick, and we had to have the vet come out to draw blood. And one of the vet techs was really the one doing it. She was really struggling. It was a hot day. The goat was dehydrated. She could not get the vein. And she was getting frustrated, and the goat was – goats are very dramatic. I don't so know So I know hear – I hear some people hate working with goats. I like You them. like it? They're funny. Okay, they're funny. They are funny. But they're difficult. They're difficult. Can be difficult. They're drama queens. Okay. And so the goat was being a drama queen. The tech was getting really frustrated with it to the point of, of those frustration tears mm -hmm. that I, I just hate those. Mm -hmm. They're the worst. Mm -hmm. And she stepped aside to collect herself, and she looked at me, and she's got these tears running down her face, and she says, never become a vet. All you do is hurt animals. Oh, my God. And I really took that to heart. And I realize now, looking back, she was just frustrated. Sure. It was just the moment. Right. But unfortunately, I thought that was the truth. Yeah. And so I really stayed away from vet med for a long time. Wow. Okay. So then where did we go next? So what led me to vet school was I was working at a shark research laboratory as in the does. Bahamas. As one does. In the Bahamas. Ugh, yeah. I can't. It was fantastic. I loved it. And it's a remote island that doesn't have a regular veterinarian. So a vet from Nassau would come four times a year to just do a brief clinic. And they asked everyone at the shark lab, does anyone want to volunteer to help him out? And I was like, oh, I grew up with farm animals. I've worked at zoos. I can handle this. And so I offered to do it. And getting to work with this guy, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Wow. I could do this wow. as a career. And it kind of came at the perfect time because although I loved my time at the shark laboratory, it really showed me that this is a difficult career. It's a difficult field to make a career in. Uh -huh. There's always someone willing to be a free intern. Oh, for in this sure. And even, even the people who worked there long-term, they weren't getting paid money. They were getting paid a room and meals. Right, right. So, so it, was, it was difficult. It's difficult to get into. It's difficult to stay in. It's mm -hmm. difficult to make a successful career out of. Yeah. And so it came at the perfect time, this realization of, okay, vet med is not hurting animals, no. like I was told. Right. Opposite. It's, it's the opposite. It's really fun. It's something I liked. Yes. And it's something I could see myself excelling in. And thanks to schools like UF there are still opportunities for me to pursue my love of aquatics. That's right. And I'm glad you said that because someone the other day was talking about, a couple of students have been talking about how much they love aquatics, but they understand how competitive the field is and how niche it is. So they love that UF has the aquatic animal health certificate and they can still pursue all of these, maybe more as a like a bit of a passion and they might not make it their career, but they'll be a veterinarian. So I do like that. Once you get those DVM letters, you can do whatever you want. So you're telling me you're moving all over the place, doing all these things, but you are married. Yes. And you met your husband in high school. Yeah. We started dating freshman year at the homecoming dance. I can't. What was the song? What, what was one of the songs you danced to? I believe I can fly. <laughs> By R. Kelly? Yep. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Poignant right now. Yikes. Right. I know. Yeah. Yikes. Kinda. 
Okay. Kind of. Well, we don't have to bring we, – we don't have to taint the memory with that. Um, wow, Space Jam. Yeah, 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 and it was fantastic. He lip-synced the whole time. He's a giant ham. Did he make eye contact with you while doing that? Uh, so occasionally. No, no, no. It was in a great way. Okay, I, okay. He's funny. Yeah. He makes me laugh. It That's was, so cute. It was perfect because I knew I'm like, okay, he's not taking this goofy song too seriously. Right, 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 right. Okay, it was he's like dramatic. He wasn't meaning the lyrics. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. It was definitely like an act. It was It was uh, trying to make me laugh, trying to make me feel comfortable. Slow dancing with someone you just met is uncomfortable It can be school. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I love this so So it was so fun. Yep. Okay. And so was he traveling with you all to all of these states? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, he didn't go with me to... Uh, the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. He he stayed in the U.S. But yeah, we were traveling to all the different states. Sometimes the travel was for him. Sometimes it would be because he went to school in Arizona. Okay. He got a job okay. in Washington. He got a job in South Carolina. It's all about compromise. So, exactly, exactly. We try to balance. So with my non-traditional students, I would love to do a little lightning round. So I'm going to ask fast questions. Tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. First, um, favorite class you've had so far first year? I like all of them. Do you really? I do. I study very differently for all of them, but I find some joy in all of them. Well, is there anything you don't find joy in, Carson? No. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What about you, Virginia? Anatomy. I knew you were going to say that. It's really hard. It's really scary, but I'm also loving it. Okay. Love that for you both. Um, You're both in relationships, long distance, married. I'm pointing at Carson and then Virginia. Um, How are we balancing relationship while in vet school? For... Me and Andrew, it's been really easy because he lives out in Colorado and works out there. So he's busy all the time, and then I'm busy all the time here. But we've been doing distance for the past few years because he graduated from Barry a year before I did. So we've been working on that and the communication and all that. So it hasn't been that bad. We're kind of used to it. This is something I struggle with because, unfortunately, I feel like I'm not balancing it well. I feel like I'm really ignoring my husband, and that makes me feel guilty. But if I spend time with him instead of studying, that also makes me feel guilty. So this is something that I've been trying to not judge myself so harshly about. I'm going to challenge you that this is a goal for the semester and that maybe by the time this podcast comes out in a few weeks, because we're recording in September, but this isn't coming out to like November, maybe balanced by then. I hope so. You got to give yourself grace with it. It's new. Exactly. It's new. It's it's difficult. It's a much bigger time commitment than I was expecting. Yeah. But I will say what really helps is that he's a fantastic study buddy. Okay. He's always willing to quiz me or show me some flashcards, stuff like that. That's so, so fun. Biggest surprise of vet school so far? I would say the time and the workload. I had heard over and over, it's like trying to drink from a fire hose. I kept hearing it, and it was just kind of going in one ear and out the other. I did not realize that, no, it's like trying to put in a contact in a fire hose. It's more <laughs> like that. I've never heard that. <laughs> it, it's not, not to say that it's a bad thing necessarily, but it, I was not ready for it. So those first couple weeks were rough. I'm finding my groove. Good. I'm feeling much better now, but it is a big time commitment. You're going to spend a lot of time outside class teaching yourself, looking up new things, making study guides, studying those study guides, all sorts of stuff. Virginia, if you and I could mom out for a second and if we pretending our audience is like our children, they're not yes. going to listen to us. They, they're not. We can tell you over and over again that this is intense. And for some people, it's not. For some people, it's very natural and that's fine. But for most students, it's like, oh my God, this is a lot. You really don't know what it's going to be like for you until you get here. 
100%. And I'll say I had a bit of a cocky attitude about it because I was coming in as an older student. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have that maturity yeah. that my my younger mm. co-students mm. don't really mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. This is going to be fine. It was not fine. Was your, like, were you crying about, like, was your, were you, like, throwing a fit? I, I assume you still stayed mature. I, no, I definitely still stayed okay. mature. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. But I just, I don't know, I kind of thought that that would give me an edge. Yeah. And then... On the flip side, I was also worried that maybe their younger stamina would give them an edge. But I really find it's a balance between the two. You have to have stamina and you have to be mature. Absolutely. And you have to be willing to put in the work for Correct, it. correct, correct. Love that. Okay? Biggest surprise for you? On the flip side, I feel that my undergrad may have been a little bit harder. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because of balancing volleyball? It may have been that. Um, I also had three jobs at Barry while I was Yikes. playing volleyball and doing school. So I was a busy girl. Um, I feel like vet school, it's a lot. It's time commitment all the way, studying all the time. I would say mine is like if your fire hose is turned about halfway on. But I also have learned to accept that I don't have to be perfect in everything and I don't have to get straight A's um, in this realm to be a great doctor. Um, so I'm very comfortable with kind of what's going on and I know myself and I know my abilities. And so even though it is a lot, I still find joy in every day and, you know, all the little Carson's spiel. Yeah. But, um, Carson loves life. I do love life, but I also am very honored, very thankful to be here. And so I think that is kind of what helps drive me through the difficulties. I'm so glad you two have different perspectives on this because everyone does. Some people are like, this is a lot. Some people are like, eh, this is nothing. Um, You know, when we talk at orientation, a lot of times we talk about to the 90% of folks who like sometimes struggle in vet school, but then there's also the 10% who get straight A's. Well, like Corey Fisher, shout out to Corey, class 2021. Um, Corey got straight A's through vet school and like that's rare. And we still want to include those people. So whichever place you fall on the spectrum, you're doing great. You're going to be a DVM. Wonderful. Seasons of sacrifice, seasons of feeling high. Okay, last question. Advice for our audience. What do they need to hear from two students who have only been in school for, is it five weeks? Six weeks. Six Six weeks. weeks. So you've been in school for six weeks now. So it's still fresh. It's a fresh limb, anatomy wise. (laughs) What advice do we have? I would say to just give yourself grace and to relax because it's a whole new experience. And even though I said that it's kind of comparable to undergrad, it's still entirely different in many ways. Um, So I really had to focus on just like relaxing, accepting the transition, accepting that it's going to take a little while to get used to it. Um, And also there's just new things all the time. So just kind of humbling and relaxing and knowing that If you go super, super hard in your first few weeks, you might taper out at the end and it might not end up so well. Um, So just kind of keep that slow, steady, like calm confidence and you're cruising. Love. Kind of similar to that, I would say my advice would be to not judge yourself too harshly. I feel like I was sometimes my own worst enemy when I was applying for vet school, when I was starting vet school. Even now, occasionally, I'm still seeing that in myself. So I would say to be kind to yourself to accept both your successes as well as your failures and to just continue from there and try not to compare yourself too much to other people. It was like when I was applying and listening to the podcast and had to shut it off for a while because I was comparing myself to all those tips and it was causing me a lot of stress. So try to just accept yourself, love yourself, 
find friends, find things that work for you. Don't try to emulate others just because you feel like that's the right thing to do. So be kind to yourself. Don't judge yourself too harshly. Ooh, such good advice from my future DVMs. I want you both to know this is going to fly by. Your time here is going to fly. So the moment where it's like, oh my God, this will never be over. You're going to be walking across that graduation stage so soon. So my advice to you both and all freshmen and students who are getting into vet school, make as many memories as you can. Enjoy the moments because literally you're going to be looking at me when you're senior. You're going to be like, how did we get here? I want to thank Virginia and Carson for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. This is a dream come true. <laughs> it's literally a dream come true. Thank you. Uh, such a fun conversation. We'll see you all next time. I'm Alex Avellino, and we'll talk to you soon.